anywhere Said you're losing all your money You should go back home I disagree Greetings, comrade. Welcome to episode 13 of Dying Scene Radio. My name is Anarcho-Punk. With me, as always, is my compadre, Bob. Say hi to the listeners, Bob. Hi, listeners. We're here to bring you all of the noteworthy scene news from the last couple of weeks, uh, maybe the last couple of months. It's been a little while. Um, but we're also going to bring you some awesome music for, from some fantastic emerging artists that you were probably too lazy to discover. Uh, just kind of like our intro song here uh, for this episode that was brought to you by Sin City Ska Punk's Be Like Max from their newest LP, Save us all. There's a couple title tracks on this uh, outline that we uh, have for this episode. It made me so happy. It saves a lot of trouble. Except when I go back and explain that it saves me trouble, then it's more trouble. <laughs> hey, you know what's great is that uh, I, like the listeners, was too lazy to discover this, but I'm glad that I did. Well, actually, so there's going to be a little bit of a theme with the uh, playlist for this episode, and I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, so this album uh, actually just came out, uh, maybe about a week or two uh, from the time this airs, the album will have been out, but... <clears throat> um, the guys actually sent me uh, uh, an advanced copy, a link, so that I can listen to it um, and ask if we could premiere a song. Um, obviously, we're a little bit late, and sorry about that, guys, but life uh, kind of kicks you in the nuts sometimes. Why didn't so, you send me the link? I uh, know. Well... I'll send it to you. Actually, I think I did. You just forget that. <laughs> um, either way, so the theme of the episode is uh, all of the music, pretty much all of the music, uh, came from the inbox. It was sent in by uh, fans of the show or bands, or I think we might have a couple on there from like some PR agencies. Nice. But that's just as good. So I actually went through and caught up on the uh, inbox. So for everybody that's been sending in emails and wondering why we're so far behind, uh, it's because we were just backed up. So I'm going to try and clear out the inbox a little bit with this episode catching up how about that uh so bob tell me about your life buddy it's been a little bit it has been a little bit um i don't know dude just the usual shit playing shows fucking mixing albums finally i don't know how many times i said i'm finally done but hey i'm finally done draining endorphins is finished He's finally done. Finally done. done. For real. For yes. real. Yes. Um, Been playing some okay. awesome shows in Sleepy Valley. We did like a winery show, which is dope. Made some decent money. We're playing a brewery this weekend. We've got two shows in one day on Saturday. That'll be fun. Oh. Uh, nice. Yeah, I don't know how bands do that. I'm like, I don't even want to. I'm going to get drunk at three o'clock in the afternoon right, and drunk right. again at eight. Well, you got to hydrate a little bit. Uh, every time, for every beer that you have, maybe have a water or at least like half a bottle of water or something like that. I'll have to write that, that on my hand. That, <laughs> write on, no, better yet, write it on somebody else's forehead. <laughs> yes. I look at them and their forehead says, have a water, right. Bob. Right. Because you're not always going to be looking at your hand. No, I definitely You're going to look at the other people in the band. Yes. So if it's written on their forehead, just hydrate. Perfect. Have that written on there. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, what else is new? I, it's really been like a good month month or so since we talked. Yeah, man. Um, honestly, I think that's it. I mean, I got the, the interview no coming shows? up that we'll talk about. Um, I don't know. I think, I think just my own shows. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I guess that's all right if you're staying busy doing yeah, your own yeah, shows. Yeah, I've, uh, I've got three I'm this weekend. To... I had like four one week. It's just, it's been busy, you know. I've slowed down a little bit. Uh, like I said, I've just been busy with life stuff. So I haven't been to a ton of shows, but I have made it out to uh, a few over the last, I don't know, five weeks or so. I've been seeing a lot of photos coming your way. Yeah, I try and do one a day. So even if I go to a show where there's only like four bands, I spread it out over five, four days to make myself look more productive to the general public. Well, you fooled me. <laughs> Good. Well, you're not very difficult to fool. Uh, so there was um, a uh, local, it wasn't really a festival, but it was a, um, a show with a cause, uh, Punk Against Trump, where uh, the proceeds went to a uh, local charity here. And don't ask me what the charity was, because <laughs> I forgot. Um, but that was a pretty decent show. It was at the... Um, uh, what was it called? The Moon Room is uh, what they called it. And it was uh, half of the theater that we went to for the show with uh, Less Than Jake, okay. The Summit. Interesting. <clears throat> so for smaller shows, they kind of cut the main stage. And it's basically just the bar area up front, which is it's a pretty big bar. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. A uh, bunch of local bands, uh, No Takers, Overtime, Cheap Perfume, uh, uh, Sorry Sweetheart, who we saw uh, at the Less Than Jake show. Yeah. And then All Out Helter, who we interviewed, I don't know, maybe five, six months ago. Uh, so a lot of really good local Denver talent, uh, which there is uh, a ton of here. Sweet. Which, yeah. Uh, and then... Um, kind of piggybacking off that statement a couple of weeks ago, just right up the street, we actually walked up there. Um, uh, the Colorado punk rock army guys put on, uh, the kids are all right because they realized, um, there's a, a lack of all ages shows here in Denver. So, uh, they decided they were going to put on a show, uh, that was all ages and have a bunch of the younger kids play. Uh, and man, whatever they lacked in, um, um, Proclivity is that a word? I don't even know. <laughs> sure. Whatever they whatever they lacked in uh, the mastery of their instruments, they made up for in uh, energy. Man, I've never seen so many people flying around. Um, but that was a really exciting show. Lots of fun to see the energy of youth. Yeah, I think there's uh, a lack of all ages shows everywhere, man. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't think of any all ages shows that we ever play around here, and it's kind of annoying because like uh, all ages shows are are some of the best shows. I mean, like, dude, when I was a kid, that's all I wanted to do was go out to shows, and I feel like it was so many people my age. If there was more all ages shows, like I think it'd be better for the bands, but the you know the venues don't make as much money because they can't sell alcohol or whatever. Yeah, so. Yeah. It's well, kind of bullshit. I try, but. I try and make up for them when I go to those shows. Yeah. <clears throat> Drinking triple. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, the kids uh, kids are all right. That was at Goosetown Tavern, um, and it was uh, Neutral Thought, uh, Amazing Flying Dumbasses, which is an excellent name. Indeed. Uh, Tuck Knee, and... Almataha, which I'm pretty sure I'm still still not saying that right. I think I've played, we've played something from them before, and I'm just butchering the name. But uh, uh, all around, really good show by the kids. Lots of um, lots of good pictures. Go check those out. I have some on my personal page and over on the Colorado Punk Rock Army uh, page. So check those out. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, that's about all I've been up to, Bob. After other than that, it's just been work. Yeah, I'm a busy boy. Yeah, aren't we all? <laughs> uh, hey Bob, let's play some music. 
Uh, it's been a while since we've had uh, something good to listen to. By my clock, it's been about eight minutes since the intro, so uh, <laughs> I'm definitely ready for something. Uh, as always, why don't we kick it off with Boss Man Dave's solid gold lock of the episode. Uh, this is Reva Rebels with Lifelines. <laughs> City, that was Reva Rebels with Lifelines from the 11-track LP, Rebels, released uh, towards the end of last year, I think it was, is when Bob, uh, uh, Dave sent that one in. Um, and I'm finally getting around to playing it. I completely ignored his picks uh, last episode because we did our albums of the year. So a little backed up in the Boss Man Dave's solid gold lock of the episodes, <laughs> as well as the inbox. Um, but that's enough of that. Hey, AP. What? (laughs) 
You're going to hate me. But I just thought of something that I've been up to that's so relevant to the show. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey. We're a little late. I know. I'm, I know. I'm so late. And this is just throwing it out of order. But uh, <laughs> if... If you are a fan of My Chemical Romance, or if you are not, I am not, actually. Um, they, uh, the singer, Gerard Way, wrote a comic book like 10 years ago called The Umbrella Academy. Um, and I fell into that somehow, I think, because uh, Coheed and Cambria was writing a comic book. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'll check this out. Uh, not a big fan of the band. I like a song or two. Um, and so I read it. I loved it. I won a bunch of awards. It came out on Netflix this week as a TV show. And I fucking yep. binged the whole thing over the weekend. And it was fantastic. So was it? Okay. recommendation, if you are, or even if you're not a fan of My Chemical Romance, um, but you're just a fan of people in the genre doing other shit besides making music like making fucking tv shows for netflix right check it out watch it it was good shit yeah i saw that one pop up and a couple of people have been talking about it it, it looks, was uh, pretty it was good so. yeah it was good it was uh the first four episodes were a little slow it's 10 episodes um and the last six were fantastic i was i was unsure of it at first um and i really wanted to like it because i love the comic book um but uh like by the end of it when it ended i was just like motherfucker this is great cannot wait for season two Anyways, I know. Move it along. Hmm. Now, if only we could rewind time and put that in the beginning when I ask what the fuck you were doing. Way to really interrupt the flow of our first block of music. Hey, that's all right. I can always count on you to fuck shit up. This is, this is our podcast. I'll do whatever we, the fuck we, I want. We do what we want. <laughs> and what I want is some more goddamn music. All right. Next up is Die Cool from Backseat Vinyl. I guess I'm really not a man. I'm 
That was Backseat Vinyl from right here in the Mile High City with Die Cool off of the new album Sad Frenzy. Uh, another one. That was sent into the inbox. I'm telling you, we're going to have some pretty good ones here. And if you guys uh, are in a band, anybody that's listening, uh, feel free to send in some music. Uh, I love listening to everything in the inbox, even if it takes me a while to get uh, around to it. And don't feel uh, like we're ignoring you. We're just very busy people, and we'll get to you eventually. Eventually. Uh, If Bob ever picked up the slack and checked the inbox, um, it might help out a little bit. But That's that's not going to happen. No, it's not. Um... Let's move things on. Keep it moving because I have a feeling Bob's got a really long interview coming up. (laughs) This next one is Sister Gracie from The Dropouts. was the title track off their newest EP, Sister Gracie, The Dropouts. Uh, they are right there from L.A., Bob, in your, in your neighborhood, my old neighborhood. Nice. Um, that uh, four-track EP comes in at a whopping nine minutes, nine and a half minutes, I think, uh, which is really what you want from a great punk EP. Definitely no more than ten minutes. No. 
I don't know. Now I need to go back and check. Well, I guess it depends on the song count. I think four songs ten uh, under 10 minutes is good. Dude, I can take eight songs at under 10 minutes. And I would love that <laughs> shit. You're fine with that? Um, uh, that might be uh, about all I could play uh, with my talent. I might be able to string along maybe about uh, 30 or 40 seconds before... <laughs> Before I just start losing it. Yeah. Uh, I can play a really uh, mean uh, set of desk drums. Nice. Nice. As my... Just as a bunch of co- desk drums. Co-cubicle guys will tell you. <laughs> they, they always yell at me for pounding on my desk. Um, but I bet you these next guys probably pound on desks too. Uh, my buddy actually sent this one in uh, to us. This is from uh, their second EP, which is called EP number two. This is Alpha Foxtrot Radiator Igloo Cornflake Albatross from my buddies in haste. bit of a mouthful bob (laughs) that was haste with alpha foxtrot radiator igloo cornflake albatross let's just call it africa africa i guess is the better way of saying that uh that was from their second ep uh ep number two bob you want to take a stab at what their debut ep was titled uh asia uh, no, it was uh, titled EP number one. Oh, um, you oh. really need. Oh, to I was looking up. at the. You're song. making yourself look <laughs> foolish. <laughs> uh, yes, so from across the pond, that was sent in uh, from our friends over in the UK. Uh, check them out. Excellent hardcore band. Uh, I like to refer to them as a super group because the members are from a, a few local bands there in uh, England, I guess it is. I don't know. The UK, I guess, is a more general term. Sure. Uh, but check them out. Really awesome stuff coming from across the pond. And you really don't get a ton of hardcore. Um, I mean, I guess there is hardcore over there, but maybe we just don't get it as much here. And it's good uh, to always send us stuff like that because uh, we just don't have enough time to check everything. And we definitely want it on our radar. Right, Bob? When right. You check the inbox. That's what you like to see. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, let's do the news. Indeed. Indeed. I thought you were going to say do the news like you always do. No. You said it indeed. You really ruined it. I'm done. Um, 
First up, probably uh, one of the most clicked on stories over on the Facebook page, The Bouncing Souls. The Bouncing Souls? Yeah, The Bouncing Souls. Those fucking New Jersey mooches? They're not mooches. Yes, they are. They only go on tour so they can eat other people's food. Don't you know that? I'm just making them dinner. Well, you better lock your goddamn freezer, I'll tell you right now. They don't want anything in our freezer. They're scum, I tell you right I now. Mean, they're homeless people. They're not homeless. They're in a band. They're bleeding France. It's the same thing. The Bouncing Souls have announced a new EP and a book for their 30th anniversary. Wow. 30th anniversary. 30th anniversary. old. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the pioneering Jersey punk rockers celebrate their 30th anniversary this year and have a smorgasbord of pretty awesome events planned to help mark the occasion. Are uh, they going to throw a toilet most... off the roof to mark the occasion? No, Bob. Okay. No, right. Bob. Well, I thought that would be momentous. Um, but thank you for interrupting. You're welcome. Can, may I proceed, Proceed. Sir? Perhaps most important is the announcement of the release of Crucial Moments, a brand new six-song EP that's due out March 15th on Rise Records. Uh, In what's a bit of a departure from the band's normal modus operandi, the new material was recorded with Will Yip uh, of former member fame. Um, He's worked with everybody from Lauryn Hill to The Fray to Tigers and a whole bunch of others. Um, So also available will be a companion book entitled Crucial Moments, 30 Years of Life with the Bouncing Souls. Uh, So there'll probably be some pretty fun stories in that book, I would imagine. Nice. you a big fan of the Bouncing Souls, Bob? I think we've listened to them a few times uh, on one of our road trips. Oh, yes. They might have popped up on a couple of playlists. Oh, yes. Uh, I liked uh, How I Spent My Summer Vacation mm-hmm. and whatever was like right before that or after that. <laughs> oh, whatever. What. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you got to... I, I love the bands that have been around forever. Yeah. 30 years and really I like, has been... I like their friendship with Anti-Flag and all that good shit. So, you know. Uh, of course. And they always put on a good show, too. I think I've only seen them once or twice. but Yeah, uh, I've only seen them once. Been good. Yeah. Um, but speaking of which, they are also going to be uh, going on extensive tours for uh, the celebration of their 30th. Uh, it starts off, of course, in New Jersey. They're in Jersey City. Um, starts out middle of March and goes pretty much through the end of the year, ending in Maryland, uh, going across seas, a whole bunch of stops. So check out uh, dyingscene.com for some more information on that. And uh, you can see... Uh, a trailer I guess uh, for one of the videos nice um, really cool stuff I love seeing the guys just stick around forever uh, uh, it adds stability in my life where sometimes <laughs> there is none uh, next up a really interesting story that I guess I was unfamiliar about and, uh, and Bob and I had to do a little bit of research uh, before the show um, but there is a new documentary coming out this year uh, and a trailer was released um, for uh, the venerable Portland Oregon uh, punk act The Exploding Hearts Hearts, uh, who tragically lost three of its four members in a van accident uh, shortly after their breakthrough album Guitar Romantic was released back in 2003. So um, I hadn't heard of the band, and I had to go do a little bit more research, and uh, then I got a little bit more hooked, so I added the story on here. Uh, and I'm really excited now for the documentary. It's really like two of my favorite things, documentaries and punk music. And yeah. there's a few out there, and when they mash them up, they're usually pretty good. So I'm really stoked on this one. Um, 
especially because it's something that I don't know a lot about. So I like being uh, educated on things I don't know. I was going to say, I think that'll be, um, <clears throat> it'll be fun because uh, they're a band that did make cool music that we just discovered. And now we have a documentary to like go along with it, essentially. Yeah. And, yeah, it's something new to really get into, not just like, it's always fun finding an album of a band that's been around for a long time and you've never heard of it, and now to have like, you know, something to go with it and really learn yeah. about the band is awesome. It's like a new little gem. Yeah. That you just didn't even know existed. Exactly. So, yeah, it's even, um, you know, I watch a, a ton of documentaries, even if they're not punk. Like, I'll, if it's something I don't know about, I'll just watch it, so... Um, it's extra an extra bonus when it when it has to deal with uh, one of the things I hold near and dear to my heart, which is punk music and uh, Bob and what? me. Oh no, and me, <laughs> especially you, Bob. Uh, the next story was actually um, a pretty popular story, and and, and our friends um, over at uh, Boss's daughter uh, asked me to write this one up because it uh, is really close to them. Uh, one of their really good friends um, and one of their best favorite bands to play with, the Zeta. Zeta um, might have had to have canceled their uh, tour uh, in the United States due to some visa issues. So, and it's more than just visa issues. Uh, so they've been here for about three years, and they applied for, I guess, like a temporary residency or whatever. And then after a while, they decided, you know, that they wanted to stay and they wanted to do things the right way. Yeah. And they all applied <laughs> for uh, permanent work visas. And all of them were uh, approved, except for just their guitarist, Danny. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the band, or the government pretty much just came out and said, well, we don't understand why you need a guitarist. You know, this, this one particular guy and everybody else can do the same job. And it's just like a weird story. Like, why is the government deciding, like... Why, who is important to a band? It makes no sense. And you're in a band. You tell me. I, you would know better than I do. Does that make any sense? Like, a band is a band, you know? And, and so, like, you can't legitimize somebody in the band, you know? It's kind of hard to quantify. Sure. How would you do it? I don't know. I wonder if uh, they just, like, get different caseworkers and one of them's like, meh, fuck this, no. Or, I, I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, it's very weird. Like, that was literally the only reason that they could give um but yeah you know i i kind of reached out because i hadn't heard of the zeta and so i'd like to be a little bit educated about stuff before i talk about it um so i kind of reached out to other people in the in the industry quote unquote uh, more like in the scene but of course people like in, on record labels and, and different parts of the the scene um, and man, like almost everybody I spoke to said, man, the Zeta is one of the most incredible performers, uh, performances I've ever seen. And on top of that, Danny's like a good dude. Like he'll stop shows and make sure people are hydrated and shit like that. <laughs> make sure everybody, he always offers people like fruit and says, you know, you are, you need to eat healthy. You know, here's some fruit. Have you had fruit today? And he tries to really, you know, uh, enjoy people. Uh, I wonder not just in a, a musical sense. He likes to. He enjoys people in general. I sure. Think. I wonder if they could uh, fight that. I wonder if like they can get some type of, I don't know, funding or assistance uh, to hire somebody to, I don't know, review the case. Yeah. Or, 
And and so so the story I think um, I published it uh, in the end of January, so it's been you know, close to a month now, um, and and I tried to look for you know an update before the episode, and I didn't see anything in regards to this story, but I saw that they were still playing shows, so um, definitely, if you see the Zeta coming to your neighborhood. Um, definitely go out and, and check them out and make sure that Danny's still there. Let us know. And if not, show them some support and, and go up to them after the show and see what you can do because the more people um, that can you know vouch for them, so to say, the better. The more press they can get, the more stories about them, the more attention, uh, the better. Yeah. So if they're coming to your neighborhood, I mean, you should be going to local shows anyway. You should be supporting your local scene anyway. I shouldn't have to tell you this, but if you see the Zeta on a card, maybe show some uh, preference if there's a couple shows that night and go check them out i know i'm going to if they come uh uh, to denver because i i'm pretty stoked to see them now from all i've heard yeah definitely and you should be too bob you should get out to more shows other than your own maybe you should play a show with them asshole (laughs) i'll try i'm looking them up right now does that help no, it does no. not. I'm, How long has this story been? Story's been on this outline since late January I, when I published the story. I'm trying to look and, and see when they're playing. Now's a fine time to look it up. Bob. It looks like they're playing uh, February 18th. Ooh, that's okay. today. That's today. <laughs> <laughs> April 5th in New Haven, Connecticut. Ooh, May 4th in Colorado Springs. Ooh, all right. May 9th in Pittsburgh. That's kind of a while from now, though. Hopefully, hopefully, it's all worked out by then. Yeah, hopefully. Um, But like I said, definitely uh, check out their stories. Follow them on Facebook. The more attention they get, the better, uh, especially in these uh, trying political times, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Something I do know about uh, is that the old firm casuals. The old firm casuals uh, have released some information on their new album. Uh, The album Holger Dansky. I'm probably not saying that right, but I think it's Holger Dansky. How about that? There's no little dots over these, so I'm assuming that there's supposed to be like the umlauts, I think it's called when it's a U. Uh, Either way, the album's coming out March 15th. Uh, It's being co-released on Pirates Press and Demons Run Amok Entertainment. Um, For for the people who don't know who's in the band. What? For the people who don't know who's in the band. Oh, for the people that don't know who's in the band, it's Lars Frederick or Lars Fredrickson. Yes. Of course, of Rancid Fame. Yes. Uh, Casey Watson uh, and Paul Rivas, I believe, are the founding members. I don't know if they've picked up anybody else since then. Well, that's all right. At least you named Lars and, you know, drop some oh. names. Well, I mean, yeah, sometimes I guess I make assumptions. Uh, <laughs> my apologies. Um, so no advanced tracks or pre-orders uh, have been published, or at least weren't a couple weeks ago. There probably is uh, by this point. Um, but they did release the track listing, and it looks like there's about a dozen songs on there. So uh, it's good that, uh, you know, it's been a little while since they've released something, so it's good that they didn't come back with uh, a three-song EP, you know, or a split album, Bob's favorite split album. <laughs> Here's something interesting. It says here, the Old Firm is a collective name for the Scottish football clubs, uh, Celtic and Rangers, which are both based in Glasgow. So I wonder uh, if there were some deaths associated with that or something. I don't know. I don't know. Old Firm Um, casualties. 
Are they old firm casuals? I think I might have said oh, casuals. casuals. Too. Yeah. Weird. That's weird. And it's written right here. In front of me <laughs> I thought you did say casualties. I probably <laughs> did. I was probably thinking the casualties while I was reading the old firm casuals. Um, either way, everybody knows what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I'm allowed to make a mistake every once in a while. Bob. We're all allowed. <laughs> Doesn't mean I won't pay for it, but I, I'm allowed to make mistakes. You fucked up <laughs> enough this episode. Uh, Keep it yes, going. Yes, that's it. That's my one fuck up. Uh, but definitely check that out. Uh, I love uh, Lars Fredrickson uh, and pretty much any kind of side project that Rancid does. I've, I've uh, at least listened to and dug. Yeah, dug didn't to didn't Tim just release a new side project? Yeah, he did. I didn't, and it was on the news originally, but we had to trim the episode down some to. That's fine. Uh, Just mention it. We're here. What was interview. the name of his side project? <laughs> well, why don't you look it up? You're the the computer whiz over there, motherfucker. I'm I'm trying to remember the name. <laughs> I saw it. I listened to it. I just can't remember the name. I know. I know. I'm sure if I did uh, my backspace on my save documents here it would pop up but i'd like to make you do a little bit of work <laughs> and plus it's some extra clicks on dying soon oh, well. so anytime that we can get some extra clicks especially internally that's the best yeah uh not seeing it here immediately so sorry folks um i did listen to it. it's really reggae heavy yeah no um, not, i mean there's nothing wrong with that i listened to it on the way into work um and it really like calmed me and got me ready for work so i would definitely recommend uh going to dying scene and looking it up because bob's really letting you down so I, you're gonna have to search for yourself sorry i'm sorry <laughs> you are sorry bob uh all right next up watch bob's gonna come back three stories from the opening. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move it along so bob can keep looking uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket is releasing a new album. The Landfill Crew. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. You're the worst. Uh, get ready to get rad, boys and girls. New Teenage Bottle Rocket. I knocked down a tree with my bare hands. And I've been to all four corners of this land. Teenage Bottle Rocket is coming. When last we heard from the Wyoming punks, they were holed up at Legendary Blasting Room in Fort Collins, Colorado to work on new music. That new music turned out to be a brand new full length called Stay Rad. It's due out on March 15th via Fat Records. Uh, you can definitely go over to DyingScene.com, click the little link that says pre-order the new album here, and you can pre-order the new album because that's logical. Uh, Stay Rad marks the band's first album since March 2017's Stealing the Covers, uh, and it's their first full length since they, uh, way back in 2015. And that doesn't seem like that long ago, but really, four years ago. Yeah. Uh, the album was Tales from Wyoming. So, uh, yeah, Teenage Bottle Rocket, they're always uh, a good time. If you're in a bad mood, you can put on Teenage Bottle Rocket and always bop out. I always imagine people bopping out to Teenage Bottle. Bopping out. What do you think they would do? Uh, I, I, bopping out sounds good. Is that appropriate? All right. Well, yeah, I was cool. going to say skank, but no, no you can't skank mm-hmm. to that. No, no, you definitely bop. Yes. So so uh, definitely keep an eye out for the album, and I'm sure they're going to go on tour. When they do, go out to the show, bop around, have a great time. Uh, speaking of tours... Punk legends Jawbreaker. Punk, 
Jawbreaker have announced a small run of East Coast shows this year uh, after being forced to cancel a few last year due to weather. So it's good to see them making it up. Yeah. Um, there's a full list over on Dying Scene, but uh, it covers Boston, Brooklyn, Philly, Washington, uh, Norfolk. Uh, and then uh, heads over to um, Belgium for uh, Grey's Rock and Brixton, U- UK for, I don't know, it looks like maybe another festival or something. So uh, for those dates that you guys missed back when the weather was shitty, uh, make sure you check out these uh, shows that are going to be in the spring of 2019, where the weather, I'm sure, will be beautiful. They've been doing a lot. I am uh, expecting an album. Bob's waiting, guys. <laughs> I'm just, I'm I think sure it's going to happen. I am hopeful. You feel it in your bones? I i mean, they've just been doing a lot. They, I don't know how they couldn't. I've got a bone you can feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, cool story. Uh, I'm, I was really stoked for it. One of the ones, uh, one of the ones I was excited to put on here. Uh, Atlanta Three Piece, the coat hangers. Take it back, baby. Yeah, you want it so bad. Been have announced that their new album, The Devil You Know, will be released on March 8th on Suicide Squeeze Records. Uh, After 12 years of touring and recording, the Coat Hangers are set to release a more cohesive album filled with growth and newfound conscious anger. I like conscious anger. That's my favorite kind of anger, I think, (laughs) when you're actually just stewing on it and making yourself angrier. Yeah. Bitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, pretty stoked for that. Uh, of course, they're going to be going on tour, uh, all the dates over at DyingScene.com, but they're starting things off up in Calgary, uh, and then moving down the coast, uh, they're going to be there in uh, Long Beach at Alex's. All right. Friday, February 22nd, couple days, you should head out. Oh, that. that's that's when I might be going to see Smoking Popes and Direct Hit. Oh. Oh. All right. We'll see. Well flip a coin uh anyway go check out the uh rest of the dates and make sure you keep an ear out for that album uh march 8th is the date again uh suicide squeeze records and i'm pretty fucking amped for that one i like some really good angry music and it looks like they really put some more thought in uh into this one not that their other ones haven't but yeah if they're making more of a conscious effort should pay off have you uh Ever really got into the coat hangers, Robert? I have not ever really got into them, but I have listened to them. I like them. I like them. We, we um, listen to a lot of music here, so it's hard to... We do, and help. we can't both always listen to all of it. Well, yeah, out of about a thousand bands I'll listen to, you know, I'll, I'll get into about 50 of them. Well, add them to your Spotify, the coat hangers. Will do. It's definitely worth the ad. Uh, next up, a story Bob and I both liked, Masked Intruder. Been so sad and lonely ever since you went away. You were my one and only. Masked Intruder yeah. is putting out uh, some new music. I'm excited uh, for this one. Ski mask clad punk rock felons from Madison, Wisconsin have announced details surrounding their escape from prison and upcoming album Three. Roman numeral three. Alright. Their third full length and debut release is going to be on Pure Noise Records. Um, so they also released the first single and music video for No Case, the track No Case. Uh, and you can see that over on the Mothership. It's a great song. And if, yeah, it is. And of course, the videos are always good from 
from those guys. I did not watch uh, the video. No? What was okay. it? I, I don't watch a lot of videos, to be honest. I just, you know, go through my Spotify and um, find bands. and It's really annoying trying to find bands on Spotify. I mean, um, I just found today, like, pff, 10 fucking albums released in 2018, like, all of which were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, fuck, a day late and a dollar short. I mean, I'm still listening to them, obviously. Um, but I'm mm -hmm. like, these have been good for my albums of the year list. Yes, it is. So keep adding them. Um, so, yeah, let's see what else. You kind of interrupt this story. You, I interrupt you, every story. That's what I do. You do. Uh, so Mask Intruder released the track listing, 12 tracks, and they also released their upcoming tour dates, uh, a lot of which are going to be with the Interrupters, if not all. I don't see any asterisks here, so I guess they're all with the Interrupters. I can't imagine a more fun show than uh, the Interrupters and Mask Intruder. I think my nickname on the show should be the Interrupter. <laughs> I think... I think you're right. What what um, would you do without me interrupting? It would just be you talking the whole time. No, I, I'm all for you talking, <laughs> but interrupting in the middle of a story, Bob. Bob so the Interrupter. Rude. So rude. Um, no, but they're, uh, they're, one of their last shows on this tour is April 5th, right around my birthday. Uh, I'm really trying to get to that show, and it's sold out. Uh, it sold out like two weeks ago. I didn't think it was going to be, I didn't think it was going to sell out that early. And now I really painted myself in a corner. So where's it at? Uh, the, uh, it's at the Ogden theater, which uh -huh. I don't, I don't know. Like you have to know somebody in the band to get you on the list for even just to get in. Um, or even if you just want a photo, like a photo pass, you can just go in a lot of places. So well, you've hit uh, up, you've hit up Mr. J, the, the impeccable Jay Stone is, uh, working on that for me. Awesome. Jay, if you're listening, I love you please and uh mrs anarcho-punk said that was one of the only shows she wanted to go this year mm. go to this year and i was like okay yeah for sure we'll go totally whiffed on the day. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll see uh for my birthday i might just be asking to not have my ass kicked by my <laughs> wife <laughs> Uh, all right. Other exciting news. This was probably my second favorite news story. Both of uh, our second favorites. Was it? Okay. Look, we're kind of on the same wavelength for once, which is kind of scary. Um, <laughs> whoever wrote this. Uh, it was Dave. Behold, a new fat record signing. Australian hardcore exports clowns. Clowns are the latest to join the elite ranks of the label's roster. Fucking Australia, um, man. Uh, telling you. Down, down under. Shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> A dingo ate my baby. Keep going. Keep reading. <laughs> on April 12th, Clowns will unleash their brand new album, Nature Nurture. And you can get a taste of what you're in store for via the album's first single, Prick. All right. Head over to the mothership. Listen to it. It definitely... Um, it got me pretty amped for it. Yeah, uh, it's been a while. I, I can't even remember the clown's last album. Two thousand seventeen. Okay, so three years ago. It was. They were the Two band. They were the band where uh, I always just saying I fucking discover bands right after it. I think last January I discovered their two thousand seventeen album. I was like, dude, this could have been my number one. Jesus Christ, it was such yeah. a great album. Uh, I agree. It was a fantastic album. I don't think it made my list either, but just one of those. Yep. I'm keeping better lists these days, so I'm going to go We're ahead trying. and pencil this one in. 
and get ahead of it. <laughs> you can always subtract things, but the way my mind is here these days, don't want to trust it. Um, and speaking of fat records, uh, no effects. Liza's had an apartment. She says she won't get burned again. She says they don't know how to fuck. Her last boyfriend is smart. No effects has announced that they're bringing back their seven inch of the month club for 2019. Me too. Um, what? Are you? I what? don't know. Just keep going. Uh, Bob. Um, so, NoFX has announced that they're going to be undertaking the second installment of 7-inch of the Month Club. Um, and what's really cool is they're running a contest where uh, the fans create the cover art of each one of the albums. That so is pretty can, cool. Uh, go to uh, the Fat Records site and search uh, somewhere in there, I'm sure. Uh, they have the link for you uh, to submit your art submissions submit the submissions of art do you get to like meet the band afterwards or something like if you get picked that'd be dope uh no uh i don't know i didn't free tickets to a show come on like you know probably probably art art is art is hard man like all forms of art you're drawing some fucking artwork for an album like art is hard Perfectly something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, let's get on with this long ass episode. Uh, another block of music. Uh, let's kick things off with Fast Plants, one of my favorite songs off the new album, Speed Shakes. Keegan, Illinois. That was Fast Plants with Speed Shakes. Not uh, Illinois. I said, I said, what? Not Illinois. Not Illinois. 
they're making some Illinois. Oh, oh. <laughs> that was corny. Uh, yeah, no, I said it was a new album. It's actually from 2017, but that really just shows you how far I am behind <laughs> on the inbox <laughs> because they sent this to me, I think, when the album was new or maybe <laughs> Jesus a little Christ, bit old. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll try s- and help. You're that so, far behind. So I appreciate you guys submitting it. I told you, I always tell you, we'll get to it eventually. It just takes a while. <laughs> so and here's another one uh we don't always uh follow our fans suggestions uh but we do read them and we do uh consider all of them in this case our number one fan spike who uh, listens to us over on youtube uh he nailed it he uh sent an email and he said hey the show's great here's some recommendations he also told us we don't play enough street punk um (laughs) i'm not playing any street punk uh on this episode either so what is street punk but street punk, like, uh, like, oi, British okay. street punk. All right. like, I don't know. Like, the casualties are street punk. All right. Educated. Um, so, yeah, he's right. But I also, we have, there's not a bunch of new street punk coming out. So, he sent us a list of, of street punk and other music, uh, one of which he nailed, uh, Black Volvo, who I love. Uh, and I haven't heard, uh, haven't heard him in a while, so it was good that he reminded me. Um, but he, uh, that was one that was on the list. So I think over the next couple of weeks, we'll just sprinkle in some uh, picks by, by Spike. Thanks, Spike. Um, yeah, yeah. He's doing the work for us. I keep asking people to send in music, like suggestions for us, where just does, so I don't have to. Where does Spike live? It. I don't know. Spike, let us know where you live. He'll let us know. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll buy you a beer for doing our job. There you go. Bob will buy you a beer. Uh, this is To Shit Is To Live great name yeah, from I Black Volvo. Let's play it. The 17-track album, Bad Driving, that was Amsterdam's Black Volvo. So you don't always get bands from the Netherlands, but when you do, they're almost always from Amsterdam. To shit is to live. What a philosophy. To shit is to live. Yeah. 
fantastic name. Um, you know what? Uh, another really good, one of my favorite band names, uh, Dr- Draining Endorphins, has a new album coming out. Aww. Uh, and uh, their first single, Can't Help Myself, is uh, Hitting Shelves. I don't even know. Bob, why are you? Why am I? <laughs> Bob. Oh. All right. So uh, my band, Draining Endorphins, uh, we don't we don't play shows anymore, but we're releasing an album. It's called 19 Letter Curse. So uh, we're releasing Can't Help Myself as the first single on the album. You can find it on Bandcamp and YouTube. Uh, Bandcamp, it will always be free. Um, no need to donate money to us because we don't do anything with it. Uh, maybe we'll get together and we'll split a beer. So don't don't worry about donations. Just download it for free and spread the love. Um, yeah, yeah. That'll uh, that'll be out tonight, tomorrow. I don't know. Um, okay. Definitely prior to the episode being out, so you'll be able to. All right. Find so it if you let's like do it. Okay. Have you been practicing? Because you really fucked it up last time. <laughs> but I want you to do the intro. So I want you to say uh, from what, what are we saying? From Acton. From is that Acton, what we're California. This is "Can't Help Myself" by Draining Endorphins.
That was Antelope Valley's own Draining Endorphins with Can't Help Myself, the debut single off of insert album name here. 19 Letter Curse. Oh, that's the name of it. Okay. Yes. I saw the file name when you sent it to me, but it was also like had... Like it was all bundled together. I didn't know if that was the name or not. No, nah, it was all bundled together. We also uh, have a documentary that we released uh, a few weeks ago on YouTube called Ditching Meditation. So go to YouTube, type in Ditching Meditation, Draining Endorphins, or just Ditching Meditation. I don't know if it'll come up with that, but I mean, you know, it comes up on yeah. mine probably because of my That's search pretty history. Good, pretty unique tag, Ditching yeah. Meditation. Ditching this Meditation. should definitely be up there. Yeah. And if... Would would people like see your ugly face on the little thumbnail? Oh, they definitely would. So, there you go. That's yeah, a fine way of finding it. Um, this next one is actually a world premiere. Uh, hasn't been released yet and won't be released until March eighth. Uh, this is Younger Than Neil with nineteen eighty one. Children of excess and waste And of leftover drugs from users with no sense of taste us we're useless, but destined for greatness Murder the gods, then wonder why we're faithless You're lighting a fuse and we're dancing to dodge a fire Guaranteed your will Spit in our handicap mobility When you trained all of us to sit still Once you're down below, will we what you sow? Over the 
from the yet-to-be-released album, Write New History. That was Younger Than Neil with 1981. Those guys are from right here in Denver, too. I think that's the second band on this list. And I didn't even mean to. Like I said, this is stuff that people sent in to me. I think you're totally a little biased. Unprovoked. Uh, no, if anything, I'd be a little biased towards the L.A. scene, but mm, you I can't know, go man. wrong with that. I played, uh, I played just as Denver. much L.A. music as I did when I was in L.A. All right. Well, I think you're playing Probably. a little more Denver music. Probably more. Um, yeah, but that's some excellent ska. You got to love some nice, clean, brassy ska. And those guys are just full of brass. Full so of many it. instruments. Full of brass. So many instruments. Um, but uh, as I said, the album is going to be out on March 8th. Uh, there's going to be an album release show if you're here in the Mile High. It's going to be over at Moe's Barbecue. Uh, one of the locations is probably the one uh, on Broadway would be my guess. But definitely head over to their Facebook and check out uh, their events page for more information on that. And uh, make sure that you pick up the album on or around March 8th. I'll give you a couple days. Let the payday roll in, you know, if I catch you in between paydays or something. Yeah. And if you head over to that show and you see AP, be sure to kick him in the nuts for fucking up this episode like 20 times. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think uh, anybody will believe you because they're never going to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll just leave it all in. You better not. There's been some bad ones. (laughs) Let's move this puppy along. Next up, from Sheboygan, Wisconsin, this is Radio Hate with Psychotherapy. Sheboygan! Yes, 
guys. Uh, welcome. I'm here with Rob from Wiretap Records. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you, bud? Doing all right. Drove out in the rain. It wasn't, uh, <laughs> yeah. wasn't too bad of a drive. Um, so uh, you were the owner of Wiretap Records. Tell me a little bit about yourself besides that. Um, yeah, I am the uh, owner and um, you know founder of Wiretap Records. We're going on five years now. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think... I think a lot of people either kind of decide that I'm going to start a, well, maybe some people do, but I never intended to really start a label. How did it, so like, what was, what was the, your first step? The beginnings, yeah. Um, it was, it kind of came out of um, a time in my life where I was kind of not creatively fulfilled, you know, like mm -hmm. I had a, I had a, a nine, nine to five job and although I was kind of working in music, um, I worked, I, I currently still, still, uh, still working in, uh, in radio. Okay. Um, I felt like I was kind of out of touch with the scene and kind yeah. of what was going on and, um, you know, I kind of decided, you know, like it was more of kind of like a, uh, um, you know, like a bucket list type thing. I want to yeah. put, a, I want to put a seven inch, you yeah. know. And um, although my wife tells me like you, you always want to start a label, but I tell, kept, I kept telling her, I just want to put out a seven inch. That'll be it. And I'll be done. Yeah. And now it wasn't, I wasn't done after that, you know. And what does that mean to like put out a seven inch? Did you fund it? Did you record yeah, it yourself? Yeah. Did you? No, I, I, I wanted to just to tell myself that I, that I, that I put out a seven inch. Okay. So I found two local bands. Um, one of them actually being um, Audi Karate's side project uh -huh. called Indian School. Okay. And um, you know, put a seven inch out, and it sold better than I thought it would. Yeah. And that kind of gave me the bug, and here we are, um, almost forty five releases later. You okay. Know, in five years. So. Okay, so you you paid to get it recorded, but then what after that? Like you paid to get it pressed, and then um, no, actually, like so, that, and that's that's part of actually running labels. That like you make mistakes. Uh -huh. You know, I was gung ho, like I'm going to press 507 inches uh -huh. and three different colors and whatnot. And and looking back now, that's that's always like a, a rookie mistake for a, a small label. You know, like, why were you just left with a shit ton of them? Or yeah, okay. at some point, you know what I mean. Like they sold fairly well. You know, and I think when you start any kind of a venture, you get your support from your friends and family and yeah. people like you know, just want to support you and buy. You know, but right. I mean, um, you learn from your mistakes and you kind of like, all right, I'm going to change this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do three variants of, um, you know, a band bands that I maybe weren't fairly that active to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you kind of you switch things up here and there, and, and with with each release that you come that you do, and but I think most people's first release is usually kind of like a learning experience. You know. Yeah. But um, yeah, here we are. You know, almost uh, forty releases uh, plus now, and. You know, with every single one, you learn something from it. You know. Yeah. So, so when you made that first seven, like, did you sell to record stores, like small record shops? I tried to. You know, like, um, local stores here and there. You know, I stocked it at Amoeba here in LA, and you know, with different local shops. But, um, you know, you'd you'd be surprised at how hard it is to kind of get pro proper distro with it being a small yeah. label. You know, and you know, for the most part, it was in kind of local shops. And but you said it sold surprisingly well. So, what, was that online then? Or? Yeah, yeah, mainly okay. mainly through like. You know, as silly as that sounds, it's just like through the Instagram in, online vinyl community. Mm -hmm. um, people that followed me kind of just as my own personal page. Yeah. That's kind of how it grew. You know, like the majority of the first actual sales came from people that followed me on Instagram mm -hmm. or just from my own personal collection. Okay. Um, and then it kind of grew from there. And, you know, you I'd see people kind of started following the label yeah. that followed me on my personal site yeah. or my personal account. And that's kind of how it grew. Did you do uh, any advertising of any kind to like try and sell it or? 
Um, again, being a small label with no funds, not really. You okay. know, that's so it why was strictly then. Exactly yeah, you know, you at, at the time I was kind of like, I'm going to put it out there and kind of see what 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 gives. You know, yeah. and obviously no no marketing budget when you when you're first starting out. So right. it all kind of organically kind of grew. You know, I know that word organically is kind of like a hot word. It, it grew, <laughs> organ, it grew organ, you know, organically, but yeah. it really kind of did grow organically. Yeah, you know. How did you choose those first two bands to record? Did you know them? Like, were you in in connection with them? Yeah, um, I, I um, you know, being that I worked in radio, uh-huh. um, I, I, I did 13 years over at K-Rock here in LA. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't and know that. What did you do there? I worked in marketing and sales. Okay. You know, so you so, know marketing then? And, yeah, and you know, so that, that. that's, uh, I know, you know, a little, little bit about it. So, yeah. Um, but when I first approached a band, um, a local band here out of, out of LA called Watch for Horses, um, kind of indie rockish, kind of rock rock band. Uh, I approached them about about doing a seven inch, yeah. and um, kind of decided to go route about the better route would be like a, a split with another right. band. And um, um, I approached the uh, Indian School, who was like, like I said, Audi Karate side project, and mm-hmm. kind of put them together, and that kind of made sense, you know. So um, that was uh, that was the first release. Awesome. Are you still over at K Rock now? I'm not. No. Okay. I'm since I moved on to um, a, a competing station called KLOS. KLOS. Which is like the local yes. station, yeah. Yes. So, I'm very uh, familiar There you go, man, yeah. So. And marketing as well over there? Yeah, okay. doing the same thing, marketing and sales. Um, I'm probably jumping my, uh, ahead yeah. of myself a little bit here, but... Um, I mean, you guys have been growing really rapidly. Thank At you, least man. it seems to me you have. Um, just kind of following you, it seems to be more and more releases. You're picking up more bands. Um, you're picking up, like, bands that, um, you know, I think are really awesome. Mm-hmm. Spanish Love Songs <clears throat> last year was great. Uh, uh, Stringer was um, one of my favorite albums of the oh, year. Oh, cool, man. That's good um, And uh, I know you didn't, um, you picked up Spanish Love Songs after, I think they recorded their album. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, you know, um, if you're referring to their first record, Giant Sings the Blues, um, I didn't put out the um, their last their last record. That was uh-huh. an AF release. Oh, okay. Um, but um, yeah, we worked with the guys. Um, you know, on their on their debut record, uh-huh. Giant Sings the Blues, and I am so excited for everything that those guys have yeah. coming up. So are right they there. no longer with your label? They're not. No, oh, we still okay. work with them because we still obviously we still work with them for yeah. their, their their debut record. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, no. Um, randomly, like the guys actually joke about that that. Uh-huh. They, they they never meant like Dylan talks about on on different podcasts and interviews that it was supposed to be a joke band or they weren't really taken seriously. Uh-huh. And it's kind of true. Yeah. Like you know, Gabe sent me the record um, or he sent me the an email kind of submitting on on the website and, and uh, I love I I've always loved that debut record. Uh-huh. I just didn't have any money. Yeah. You know, I was literally like a year old. The uh-huh. label was a year old, and I was like I like I, I you know I really like the record guys, but I don't have any money. Uh-huh. You know, so I was like hit me back later. You know. Yeah. Um, and then I got an email from. Um, Gabe telling me that um, Bearded Punk in um, Belgium wanted to press it, uh-huh. so um, put you know scraped up a few bucks together and we ended up pressing the, that on vinyl. Um, and so they already had it recorded, and you were going like, to purchase recorded. it from them. Exactly, yeah. it was recorded already because Kyle worked in a, a he worked at um, a, a studio at the time, yeah. Um, and yeah, they kind of recorded it over during his. Uh, his time where he wasn't work actually working with uh, in the studio. So what does that mean if a band sells a record to you? Like they've already got it um, recorded, and then they say, "Hey, we've got this." Like you buy it, and then like you don't own the rights to it, do you? Um, no, I'm. I I've, I haven't really dove into that uh-huh. that territory of owning a record. Uh-huh. Um, I've always felt, and maybe this will change as the label grows down the line, uh-huh. but I've, I've always felt if I didn't actually invest in actually the recording uh-huh. and pay for actually production costs, then uh-huh. 
what right do I have is to actually ask for right rights of the record. Gotcha. Like I said, I might that might change at some point as the label grows and actually my funds become more available. But uh-huh. I mean, right now I haven't really gone into the actual territories of actually asking for rights to records. Gotcha. You know, we we of course of course um, agree on a terms of of essentially licensing the record for a certain amount of time. And so that's what happens yeah. if you were to buy a record. It's like you're you're getting some exactly. Terms you with know, it, like I said, if, if if we make a if we bring on a band for we have a let's say a two-year agreement or something like that, yeah. and we'll have the exclusive right to release that record stateside for a certain amount of time. Uh-huh. Something like that, you know? How or, long is it usually that you, you have this? Every band's different. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like some bands are more comfortable with, you know, an extended amount of time, and some bands want to do one year. year oh, something, okay. You know? So, so I, I, you know, and I think a lot of bands are a lot more protective of that, which they should be, yeah. you know, of, of giving away their rights because, you know, especially a smaller independent label like... You know, and even a bigger label, like you should be protective of your music. That's yeah. your, that's your, that's your music. You yeah, know? So, you're trying to make your income yeah, at times. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So um, I've always been aware of that. Okay. You know, it's got to work for the band, but it's got to work for me too. Yeah. You know. So, so with um, the rate that you guys are growing and, and putting out records and stuff, do you see a point in time where this could possibly become viable as, as a sole income for you? I'd love it to be, you know. Do you think um, that could happen, like, based off of where you're going? Or you're like, okay, like, five more years and, like, we might be able to Yeah, to that's one this. thing that I've always actually kind of went in with it is, uh-huh. um, is being patient. Uh-huh. You know, it's five years now. You know, like, I look at some maybe other labels that, that it took off quicker. Uh-huh. And I'm like, damn, I want it to take off quicker. Yeah. But I've always been very patient with it. Yeah. Um, you know, for the amount of um, investment that the labels kind of put in in our return, I'm mm-hmm. kind of... I'm happy with the what the level that it's at right now. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we're lucky that things have sold fairly well in terms of like actual um physical copies. Mm-hmm. Um digital has been, you know, we've been we've been very lucky with um you know, getting placement on playlists really recently and things like that that digital's kind of picking up now and you know, yeah. trying to find other sources of inc- uh, sources of income. Uh-huh. You know, but um yeah, you know, I think um would I want it to be full-time one day? Sure. You know, but I mean it's tough when, you know, as as a family man, yeah. You know, having a full-time gig, like, as they say, punk rock doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't pay the bills uh, in a band, but it's it's hard to make a, make it a full-time thing when it's, uh, you know, and it's still an independent label. Sure. You know, this might change in a few years, and, you know, I, I would love for it to be like that, but right now it's, it's still kind of more than a hobby, but we're still, you know, pushing hard. Yeah. You know? Are, is your uh, involvement in, or I guess knowledge of um, the record industry... Uh, deep enough to know like how smaller labels are being affected by like Spotify and streaming services. Like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Most of the music I consume is through Spotify and I'll buy vinyls every now and then just like support a band, add to a collection, I buy shirts. And, and I mean, that's about it. I don't buy CDs anymore. I don't buy digital copies. So like, like how are other small independent record labels faring? I think we're all kind of adapting Uh as, as it goes. I think, you know, I don't consider my my Squaretap uh, an established label by any, by any means at all. You know, like it's still a small baby indie indie. I think you know, right. um, but I think we're all. I don't think most labels, even my size, are even pressing CDs anymore. Uh-huh. Like we're no one's. You're either you're either focusing on digital, you're focusing on, and if you're pressing anything, it's only vinyl. Yeah. You know, um, we are having to kind of change our model um, to kind of heavily focus more on digital, mm-hmm. um, and you know, kind of branding the band mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, helping them kind of get their team together. And, yeah. you know, it all, it, what, I've, what I've realized is that it kind of all kind of goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, for the label, like, 
things kind of started kind of taking off more when we brought on like some PR, proper PR yeah. and brought on like, you know, with PR comes more press, but yeah. obviously better press and brings on um, the bands that are, can attract a booking agent and you know, it all kind of goes hand in hand. Sure. You know, so um, I, I've, I've seen that with, as you bring on these these different different parts of your team, that's when things kind of kind of overly kind of kind of come together. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, um, I'm not sure kind of like what the, what was the, what was the, what was the question again? The question was like kind of <clears throat> where the, where the, what the future is of small independent la- the record labels. And I mean, right. I feel like I started to, to get a decent answer. I'm wondering like, is this something where you see like in 20 years, the market's getting smaller and smaller and smaller or yeah. do you think it's doing it, honestly, okay? Honestly, I, I think in a, in a big way, like when I, when I, when I talked to a band initially, mm-hmm. um, with the, the theme that I've kind of, I've, I've been getting from a lot of bands that I've been talking to recently has been more bands just going to kind of feel like they're part of a community. Yeah. You know, and I think that's even when I was growing up, you know, like that's those are the labels that I respected and, and that I that I, I trusted, mm-hmm. you know, labels like, you know, I, I was always a big Vagrant Records. Yeah. Um, you know, fan. So I trusted Vagrant's taste in, mm-hmm. in their bands and everything they put out, just like, in, you know, whether you're an Epitaph fan or whether you're a Fat Records guy, yeah. whether you're a... I loved uh, Hopeless, man. They yeah, were, like, you know, so eclectic. Exactly, in exactly, case. you know. You're Hopeless, you're Fearless, whatever, whatever, you're Drive Through, whatever, yeah. you know, whatever band, uh, label from, like, mid-2000s you were into, yeah. um, you trusted their, their, their um, you know, their, their, their track record, right? Right. And I feel like that we've been trying to do that, mm-hmm. you know? Like, if I feel like if you liked Spanish Hill songs, you're going to like Autorobot, you're going to like... Stringer, you're going to be into whatever we put out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, get married, you know, and you know, but and that's kind of what I'm trying to build, and I, I think that's the biggest thing that a label nowadays can offer yeah. is, is a sense of like an audience and mm-hmm. like a community. You know what I mean? So I think that's kind of where not only a wiretap, but I, I think that where independent labels are actually are headed is that what they can offer is more of like a sense of like building a team for for a band uh-huh. and not so much even like hey we're gonna we're gonna pay for everything we're gonna buy your records or whatever that's part right. of it sure but i think it's more of actually belonging to a sense of like a, a you know a sense of community yeah you know and i think that's kind of where labels should focus their their efforts on it's not just they're not just you're not just a, a bank anymore you like like most major labels used to be uh-huh. um they're they're helping pretty much everything they're helping with booking and that's especially with an independent label like we're a diy label so we i help out with you know, when a band needs help with the show, they when they need help with, you know, uh, a live session, whatever it be, we're, we it's all hands on deck, you know. Yeah. And it's funny because like, you know, I keep saying we, and it's pretty much me. Yeah. You know, like I think a lot of independent labels, it's just one one two people, <laughs> but it's in this case, it's me. Yeah. I get some help from some friends and whatnot, and you know, with PR with um Mike at Earshot. Right. Um, but for the most part, it's uh, it's me kind of corresponding with all you know all the all the band members yeah but uh yeah man interesting so um yeah i guess i feel like i i kind of always wondered which was why i was really excited to interview you like i don't know what a record label does Mm -hmm. like i don't know do do they do they front the money do they do this do they do Mm -hmm. that so it sounds like i mean you answered some of those questions and then you know one of my next questions i was going to ask that you answered is is so like what's in it for the band um Mm -hmm. and, and like you said they're getting a sense of community sure um does that mean like people coming out to their shows or, or just bands to tour with or um, what all does that entail for them? You know, I like early on, you know, like I think bands, you know, let's, let's say 
you know, we, we obviously cover or we pitch in for, for physical product. Mm -hmm. That's obviously something that's attracted to a band because they get help because not a lot of bands obviously have funds. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of label has have funds my size either too. So that's, right. that's one thing too. It's like, so it really is a collaborative effort, right. you know, whatever we got to do where it makes sense financially for the band and for the label. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I really do think that what a label like Wiretap can offer is more a sense of, of the community, you yeah. know, and that really is kind of what, and what even what I've been told by bands that I started talking to is that sense of like, you know, an, a, an audience that's listening yeah. because you can so easily get kind of get lost out in, out in, you put out a, a record on Bandcamp and it's gone right you know, within a week or two. You yeah. know, let's say you get a few things reviewed here and there, but for the most part it's gone, yeah. you know, after, after a month or so. Yeah. So that sense of community. I mean, I think that's kind of what punk rock is about anyways, sure. right? Like yeah, absolutely. It was always, at least for me when I was younger, um, a way to like identify with people and just have like an instant connection or belonging, sure. something to talk oh, about. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's interesting that you say that. Um, let's see. I wanted to, um, ask, I guess about, uh, how you choose some of these these bands because when you say it's a community and you're you're bringing people on board um i mean you got to be at least somewhat concerned about like longevity of a band and stuff mm -hmm. right so what are some factors that go into like you choosing a band i mean obviously you got to like the band sure but what else um you know i think now as it's you know as as the label has you know going on five years now i'm i'm trying to be a little bit more selective uh-huh you know i think early on you don't have the really the luxury and, and, and yeah. you know you yeah. can't you can't go out and attract bigger touring bands that uh -huh. are have a decent following but i mean that early on you're you're putting out what you like but you're re you're realistic on the type of bands a label your size can attract yeah um now I'm being trying to be a little more selective mm -hmm. and asking bands and, and we're only working with bands that actually are on the road mm -hmm. you know because as much as you want your bands to be on the road all year long like it's unrealistic to ask a band to be on the road all year long right you know and that's not even smart to, 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 yeah. you know, to, to be on the road all year long do you, does how does that benefit you if they are on the road all year long I mean it, like you're just selling I, more records I, essentially yeah, you know I okay. definitely see when a band's on the road I see more 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 uh, traffic to the site and yeah. more sales. Yeah. So that do is. Do you sell their merch and stuff, or do you? I'm sorry. Do you pay to get merch made, or is that no, mostly on no, the bands? No, I, I don't. I don't. Sometimes with the pre-order, we'll 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 you know we'll put a, a bundle together. Okay. Uh, but for the most part, I don't sell a lot of you know I don't really get into the actual merch merch part of that. Yeah. Um, and that's something that the bands actually fairly do on their own and yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably their bread and butter on tour is right. their merch. And, and I think it's, it's something a lot of bands start out with. I mean, of all the bands I've ever been in, like almost always before we ever got like a demo mm -hmm. or anything made, we got shirts made because oh, yeah. like we can sell yeah. like a little bit of money and then pay to get stuff. Oh, recorded. You know, honestly, I think bands actually make more, more, you know, money actually on tour with, with shirts than actually they probably even do on with vinyl. Yeah. You know, like I still feel like vinyl still, you know, even though, although it is a hot ticket item still, mm -hmm. I think, you, I think you should, you could press 300 shirts and on tour and get rid of all of them, and make more money from that than vinyl. Sure. You know, so, yeah, that's something that a band has control of, and, and they can print as many shirts as they want for for cheap. So everybody's gonna wear a shirt. Not everybody yeah, exactly. has a vinyl collection. Absolutely, yeah. And and that's really what it is. I mean, if that's what you're selling, it's like people who collect <clears throat> vinyl, right? Yeah, and it's exactly. Nice to listen to and stuff, but um, like, there's no reason why a band should never have merch at their table. Like, I'll go to shows still and. There's bands with no merch. I'm like, yeah. dude, at least put some shirts together or something, you know, like sell them for five bucks, whatever, yeah. anything, you know? Yeah, I hear But, um, yeah. Interesting. Um, what about, uh, like, 
how a band gets along. Is that something that you consider? Because <laughs> yeah, because that's something, right? I mean, like if people are constantly bickering, you're not like, oh yeah, like I want to yeah. invest in this band when like everyone's always pissed off at each other, or not even that. Like, do you go to practices and watch the band? Do you hang out with um, the bands? Like, what do you do? Local bands, sure. Yeah. You know, but you know, of course, like it being the label being a national and even a global label, uh-huh. you know, we work with bands out of the UK, so there's really no way of me. Going so I down, guess yeah, so. if a band's like essentially on tour and on the road and has made it through tour a few times, you know, they get along well enough. At least <laughs> I know, to... but who really knows, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like, um, you know what I actually pay, pay more attention to is actually not, not so much because like you never really know if a band gets, gets along, right? Uh-huh. They're going to, they're going to play, they're going to obviously play nice when you're talking to them or yeah. you're meeting with them. Yeah. Um, but when a band actually is, um, you can kind of sense that a band's actually like, Serious, uh-huh. you know, because like you know, most every band has like the one guy or one person that actually like is their their business guy, yeah, right, or their business person, <clears throat> yeah. Um, and sometimes you'll never see a post from the the drummer or wherever. And like when all members of the band are actually on board and actually follow the label, you know what I mean. And even yeah. like, because you'd be surprised. Like, I there's there was early on there was bands that like I was working with that not every member was even following the label. Yeah, like what are you doing? Like this yeah. is your label, and like why aren't you, why aren't you even following? It tells you how invested exactly, you are. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like that's more important to me uh-huh. than them getting along because you know at the end of the day, like that's their band, that's their that's their business. Yeah, like they they need to figure that part out internally. But I mean, yeah. like as long as like you're invested with the label, you should at least like be invested in actually the relationship that we have with the band. Yeah. You know, so that, that's come to, that's, that's another thing that I kind of pay attention to is like, you know, if, if you're on board in this, in this, uh, in the label family, that's be, be all, be all on, be all on board. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Um, what advice would you give to people who are in bands now looking and, and shopping around? I mean, dude, I've, I've played in bands for probably the past 20 years of my life. And like, I, I don't know, like I said, I don't know what a record label does or what mm-hmm. they're looking for, like what we should be doing. Like, you know, we've had business people. I've been the business person. Right. It's like we know to record and get shows made and like, or, or get shirts made, do shows and all that kind of stuff. But like, what advice would you give on top of that to help somebody, um, I don't know, either buckle down because, I, I, I mean, there's you could do everything right and still never make it as a right. band. You know, like I wish I had the answer to that. You know, because like as a label, I feel like Wiretap is kind of at the level of a label right now. We're not, you know, I'm, and I'm going to kind of throw out like other labels, uh, labels that I either I admire, or I think that are, you know, kind of more established, whatever, you know. Yeah. But I mean, like, I don't think we're, you know, we're not a tape label, you know, take, putting stuff out of, out of our bedroom, you know. Yeah. But we're not, we're not, you know, we're not, um, I don't know. We're obviously we're not side one. We're not like no sleep. We're not at that level yet. Right. You know, so I feel like there's different tiers of labels. Uh-huh. Could we be there in a year or so or two years? Sure. You know, I, I with, you know, with a little bit of rearranging and actually taking in a little bit more, you know, funding possibly, you know, but yeah. I mean, it could happen I mean, with it I mean, at, at any point. But I mean, um, I, feel, I feel like what, what, what should a band be shooting for? Like to, to get, what should they be shooting to get on a label? Every, the labels are not for everyone either. You know, right. if a band's got their 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 act together, they actually can do it. They know how to run their social. They know how to build a following on on you know local following. They kind of get out there and do it. Then you don't necessarily need a label. Yeah. You know. So what about for your bands that are currently on the label? Like, what what do you wish you could tell all of them or make all of them do like, <laughs> like to get their asses in gear? Um, I always tell the bands that like, let's say a band has a record coming out in March, right? Uh huh. Um. And if they're not posting every day on social, like not every day, but I mean, like 
be active on social. You yeah. have you have one window for your for your record release. You yeah. that that release window, right? And if you're not posting relentlessly, like you know, on your own personal social, whatever, anything like. If you like, if you pinch it to, to our social, I'm I'm posting literally every day, uh-huh. sometimes twice a day. Um, I think a lot of a lot of people are kind of scared to like overly post on their own social. Yeah. But if this is your band, this is your, this is what you're trying to do with your life, and mm-hmm. you know that that's what most of these bands are trying to do. Yeah. Like I think your friends and family will understand that you're relentlessly posting on your Facebook. Yeah. Two or three times a day. Hey, come see my band. Hey, my, I have a record coming out. Like. Who cares what your friends and family are going to say about it? Right. You know what I mean? Like they know that you're they support you no matter, support what. You no matter what. So yeah. don't be afraid to post as much as you need to about your new record coming out in two months. Yeah. You know, so that that's one thing that I'll that I'll tell bands like don't be afraid because a lot of bands, a lot of a lot of members will be like, I don't want to overly like you know. Oh, I'm the same way. Oh dude. yeah, yeah. Like post all you want. You know, like your 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 friends that follow your band or they they'll ignore it no matter or they won't even see it because of the algorithm. Yeah. You know, so post as much as you need to. Yeah. You know. Okay, interesting. Um, do you have any uh, big upcoming releases that you want to talk about? Uh, I'll kind of give you like, well, when is this going to air? Do you know when it's going to air? Uh, probably next week, if okay, we can. Cool. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, we have uh, the new Burnt Tapes uh, record coming out. I'm excited about that. Yeah. So you you guys are, I don't I don't know how it gets cho- uh, chosen or whatever, but um, Spotify's got a, a playlist called like Top 100 Punk Tracks mm-hmm. or New yeah. 100 Punk Tracks. And, yeah. um, Radar State came up there, uh, nice. there a few weeks ago and I was like, this album's great. And I threw it, you know, I start my albums of the year list. Like nice. as soon as it comes out, that was the first one on it. Um, and then only one song from the Burnt Tapes came on, but I'm like, this is like, this band is like what Alkaline Trio was supposed to be. Oh, great, like, man. Alkaline, awesome. yeah, Alkaline Trio was like a great band. And then like, I don't know, I hate to bash, but like, I'm not a fan of them anymore at mm. all. Um, and <clears> then <throat> this came on and I was like, this is like, somehow reminds me of radio a little bit, but it's not. And yeah. like the singing, the lyrics, it was, it was amazing. So I'm yeah. very excited if, about If you that. love uh, the two tracks that we put out, Yuzi and... Um, yeah, Yuzi came uh, out last year, right? Don't, don't Make Me Play Bocelli. Yeah. Um, came out uh, a few Don't Make ago. Me Play Bocelli is the one that yeah. I've been doing. Yeah, yeah. If you love those tracks, you're going to love the record. Yeah. The record is is very similar, in, in, but it's very... It's very um, mid two thousands emo, but it's yeah. like it's 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 got a little bit of more punk, you know, yeah. modern like I call fest punk, uh-huh. you know. So um, like you know, it's it, I think you're gonna dig the record. So, so when's that coming out? Uh, February twenty second. February twenty second. So it'll be out right. in about two weeks. Yeah. All right. Awesome. That's yeah, exciting. Yeah. What well, else? I'll, I'll get you a copy before you leave today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm excited um, about that. Yeah, and then uh, we got the Problem Daughter record coming out okay. in March. Yeah. Um, at a Salt Lake. Okay. Uh, those guys um, who obviously worked with uh, Diane Scene yeah. uh, for their last record. Yep. And um, you know, again. Some of the most hardworking guys that those guys are on the road, yeah, as, as much as uh, you might want them to be, yeah, you know, like Reagan and the guys, and and um, those guys are, 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 are great, yeah. Um, Salt Lake's a fun scene, too. Um, I've been seeing so much coming out of Salt Lake that is actually, yeah, that's there's so many bands coming yeah. out of that area that are really, really good. Well, there, I, I don't think there's a whole lot to do there other than kind of <laughs> yeah. like revolt against it's the It's very, religion. actually very tight knit to like, they all kind of support each other. Yeah. Um, Wicked Bears side of Salt Lake also. Okay, really? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah well, it's a uh, it's a uh, lot, lot going on in that area. We did uh, we went to Salt Lake uh, two, a year and a half ago for uh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. My my buddy and I we did some snowboarding and stuff. But we went to a show on the twenty third, uh, December twenty third right. out there, um, Christmas Eve Eve, and they did like this big get together. And there's like it was all local bands and like this uh, this one band called Racist Kramer, which is a fantastic. I've, I've band. heard of them and I've been intrigued to kind of check them out. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, all they played was cover songs. They played like one or two originals. I guess they used to open for like Guttermouth and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all those bands um, back in the day but uh, there's like 300 kids there just for like this local show of bands that I've never heard of and it was a blast like 
Salt Lake is a really fun scene. So, oh, yeah. That's yeah, great. I mean, yeah. We were considering moving out there for a while. I don't know if we're going to or not, but like, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. It's like between that and Denver and it's yeah. homes out there like 300 grand for like a nice new house. Jeez, so, yeah. so I'm like, let's go there. The music scene's great. But uh, anyway, so what, what else you got coming up? Uh, new Ari and the Preheart uh, record coming yeah. out in March as and well. Does he have a full length? He doesn't know. This is his first uh, okay. debut full length. Um, if you heard his uh, EP from, gosh, would have been 2014, maybe? 2015, okay. No, 2015. Yeah. Um, and he's yeah. had a few singles since then. He, we put out two singles, okay. you know, from the from the new record. But, mm-hmm. you know, Ari has, has uh, when he put out that, that EP, I've been talking to him since since that EP. And I think when I first saw the label, he was like two months into like, she yeah. like, you know, I, 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 heard, I got a hold of that record and I hit him up. I'm like, I, I got to work with you. You yeah, know, and it's taking some time for him to kind of like put put the finish, you know, getting the record finally together. You know, but it's well worth the wait. Yeah, it's it's got he's incorporated so many so many you know additional, you know, there's there's some keys on it, there's some saxophone, there's like there's like so much more um, layers that he kept adding to it, and it's yeah. it's actually it's gonna it's it's really great. It's exciting. Um, yeah, so he's got that record coming out in March as well. Are you guys doing any like record release parties out here for these shows? In LA? No, no. Ari, it's it's hard for him to kind of get on the road. Uh huh. Um, he's got a family, and he's it's hard for him to kind of get get out on the road. Which, yeah. which sometimes you kind of like when you love a record so much, you kind of get behind it regardless of if there's yeah. any tour support, you know, or anything That's like cool. that. But I mean, like the record is really that good. And to be honest, man, sometimes honestly, like when I was when I was growing up. I didn't go to a lot of shows. Yeah, I've always been. I think there's two kind of there's two types of people. Uh-huh. Um, people that fall in love with a record, uh-huh. and people that fall in love with a band. Yeah, you know, I've always been a record kind of guy. Okay, like that's what you can tell my collection. Like I'm I'm a physical product guy and a record guy. And front to back records or what? Front to like, back. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, so it's like I'm when the same I way. when I fall in love with a record, like I'm either I feel like you either connect with a record or you connect with the band. Yeah, you know, and that's why I have no problem kind of putting out a record that maybe I've never even met the band, uh-huh. you know, cause I, I connect with the record then as opposed to actually, all right, I'm going to go and see if you guys actually are great live yeah. because sure the live experience is, is important. But for me personally, the record is important to me because I was that nerd kid sitting in my, in my room, listening to the record, not, sure. not the band, you know, yeah. I, I wasn't, I, maybe my parents wouldn't let me go to a show. Uh-huh. Um, so I would actually connect with the record in, in my car or yeah. in my room or whatever, you know? So like that, that's why that it's easy for me to actually put out a record without actually, seeing the band that actively live sometimes you know but yeah. um but yeah you know getting back to Ari like it's, it's hard for him to actually kind of get on the road but um that record's coming out in March which is going to be killer like that's a it's, it's going to be great yeah awesome um, speaking of favorite records I mean I see you got the Smiths right there oh, yeah. um yeah. like what else what are some of your your all-time favorite records that have gotten oh, you into man. this I mean it doesn't Dude. have to be punk like the Smiths yeah have such a huge following and uh, people who come from all genres of music uh, it's, the Smiths, it's, so. it's tough man Dude, that, that, that's a loaded question so much but well, I mean yeah. what about records like so you you said you're a record person i mean mm-hmm. me personally like um i've got a few records where it's just like front to back it doesn't matter how good the band is or like uh, like no one calling me infinite sadness yeah. from the smashing pumpkins like i don't like any of the smashing pumpkins other albums like That's i so like true, songs man. here and there but like yeah that album is one of the best albums i've ever heard yeah you know um and same thing with rage against the machine like they have two albums that are like you know i guess their first album through and through like yeah that's great. Oh, yeah, all the yeah. rest of it is just like there's hit and miss you get like halfway through evil empire and it's in my opinion it's shit like yeah, the first you kind of get through you're kind of like I'm good I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on yeah yeah so like for you what are what are some albums that you're like this thing's like priceless dude I, I, records for me are more kind of like let's I, I could be I could sit here and be like I'm 
I'm, and try to get my, my, my punk points uh-huh. and be like, oh, Rancid, I come to the world. So well, I, I'm not I, worried I, about I, it. I'm talking about other I, bands. I know, so. I, know, I, I know all those records, but uh-huh. it, I, for, for me, there's like records for me kind of remind me of a certain time in my life. Okay. You know, and whether it be like, Dude, I, I have no problem saying that, like, Boys to Men, you know, yeah. Coolie High Harmony was a record for me <laughs> when I was in, like, grade school. That yeah. was, like, you know, everyone was into that stuff, the pop yeah. music, you know? Like, I have yeah. no problem that I had my I had a pop pop music, you know, growing up. Uh-huh. Um, but things like, you know, like, The Chronic, Dr. Ray, like, oh, yeah. things like that in your life where you're like, that, those are records that I know through and through, man, because, sure. like, that reminds me of, like, a certain year in, yeah. in school. And Dude, if I'm driving to yeah. Vegas, that's the album that comes on. Oh, yeah. yeah, totally, <laughs> you know? I don't know why. So, um, <laughs> yeah, things like that. Of course, like, you know, The Smiths, The Queen is Dead is like that. That is the record that, you know, like, I didn't, I didn't know because I wasn't old enough, you know, but uh-huh. I mean, like that's the record that has been, that was passed down to me and that I, I can put on that record, you know, any day and will kind of relate to it, you know, and, and it's, it's, I know every, every track on that record. Yeah. Um, what else, man? You know, um, I'm a big MXPX fan too. Really? Yeah. Okay. So nice. yeah, big MXPX fan. What's uh, uh, what's your record from them that you, or is it su- just all of them? Yeah. Surprisingly, it's towards or later stuff. You oh know? really? Like uh, every passing moment yeah. is a big big record for me. Okay. Even though I was into them before. Wait. So how late is that record? Because I feel like I had that in like 2002 or three. It, it's like 99, maybe 2000. That's a later record for them. When did they start? No, actually, actually, no. I got, yeah, I guess we are early now, right? Um, well, they've they have they've had a record, but I mean, like most people are kind of like, oh, you know. Um, you know, slowly going the way of the buffalo, or you know, um, you know, their earlier stuff, whatever. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I, think I that guess was I like, feel like I probably don't even know that stuff to be that honest. Was, that because was that was probably like their fourth record uh-huh. or something like that. But um, yeah, you know, like I, I can still put on Every Passing Moment, and that's that's uh, that's my that's my record. That, yeah, that's my go-to MXPX album. That's awesome. How old were you when that came out? Probably nineteen, maybe oh, okay. or so. Nice. Maybe nineteen twenty. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was in like junior high or high yeah. school or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And that was like, I think probably not <clears throat> the first punk band I got into, but one of, one yeah, of the yeah, first exactly, ones. Yeah. I mean, like Rancid had been around since forever. And I think 95 Time yeah. Mom got really big. And yeah, so no, like, like I, 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 my, my, my coming of age with, with music and especially like independent music was, um, was my college years. Yeah. You know, like my freshman, sophomore year in college, that's kind yeah. of where I kind of discovered you know, not necessarily punk, but like discovered independent music. Yeah. You know, um, here's a random question mm-hmm. that I just kind of thought of. Cause I, I was saying like, you know, I'd see stuff in, in music videos or this or that, uh, video games, things like that. Have you guys ever like, does a record label do stuff like that? Try to get uh, music into like video games or like skate videos or things yeah, like that. Yeah. But it's, it's so tough to like, how do you find that stuff, man? You know what I mean? Like, yes and no. Like I said, I, 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 I since bringing on Mike at Earshot, uh-huh. he's been a big help kind of helping out. Like, what does he teach do? me stuff about like about how things work? Uh-huh. Um, but he's helping. He obviously helps out with like premieres and and you know reaching out to, to for reviews and interviews and live session things, things you know things like that. But what's his background or specialty? Like he's been doing it for 20, 25 years now. Like working know? at labels or? Uh, no, no. He's he does he does press. Oh, okay. Yeah, he does press for okay. um for a, He's been doing it for twenty five. He's 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 to do press for like, you know like. Um, all time low and like you know yeah. a, lot, a lot of like established like you know like bands that 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 have that have done done their thing. He still does a lot of press for like you know a lot of different labels and whatnot right now. But um you know but in terms of like the video game stuff and like that like it's just so like maybe I'm just not that familiar with that side of it. Yeah. You know but I mean being one guy kind of doing that right now like 
I wouldn't tell you even how to even engage that. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I, I, we don't, I wouldn't we don't, either, yeah, but it seems have, like that would be a good market to explore. I mean, even with my previous bands, I'm like, sure. you know, one of them ended up breaking up, but like online, I was like pushing <clears> a lot for like, oh, you know, people are doing compilations for fundraisers, like put us on there oh, for sure. free. Yeah. Like, I, we oh, yeah. we never even wanted the money. It was more like the exposure. The exposure, yeah. And yeah. as far and that, as that's like, kind of that's kind of my angle also. Like, we've been doing these these charity compilations um, yeah. for two years now uh-huh. we've been doing it even before um we added the charity uh, angle to it mm-hmm. um but uh, we recently started doing um the compilations when trump got in office mm-hmm. we knew that four years was gonna you know kind of yeah. be a, a long time so we decided to do four compilations per year where all the all the proceeds went to the aclu nice uh it's not a ton of money you know but it's yeah. something that we donated every, at the end of the year and 2017 we donated like you know over 600 bucks awesome you know like yeah. it's something you know that, yeah. that that helps out and you know we're on on course to go do but do, do the same um for 2018 or yeah. that we did this past year um and um you know but we knew that we wanted to do compilations and you know just to help kind of you know expose bands to the masses you know sure. and um at the same time kind of like test out bands that we might want to work down the line, you know, yeah. or, you know, but you know, we all grew up with compilations, you know, and, and, you know, whether it be the fat records comps or, you know, the hopeless comps and all that stuff, man. Yeah. So I, that was always a big part of what I wanted to do is, is do comps. Same now, here. I mean, that's how I got exposed to so many, oh yeah, totally. so many bands was like, yeah, the hopeless was like three bucks or four bucks. Yeah, and totally, yeah. Wasn't foil, but that plastic thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and, and I feel like as much as we want to do a physical CD that we just can't because no one buys CDs anymore, man. Yeah. You know? But the Bandcamp compilation, even though there's so many people doing Bandcamp compilations, I feel like ours has kind of stood out and kind of uh-huh. people kind of take a note of it, you know? Yeah. Um, do you do um, like playlists on Spotify or Apple Music? Is that, do people yeah, follow that we have, stuff? Yeah, we, we have a, um, a playlist called um, Hashtag Punk Radar uh-huh. uh, or Punk Radar, whatever. However, how do you refer to it? Just hashtag Punk Radar. Yeah, I All think right. so. <laughs> so. So follow <laughs> follow hashtag Punk Radar on Spotify. Yeah, and um, you know it's got a lot. Of, you know the latest Wiretap bands, but you know we put stuff on there that we're digging. You know yeah. stuff that's um, that we we feel is uh, worthy of a of a listen. Yeah. So it's interesting because I feel like because of the Spotify playlists, I mean, like maybe for some people you'll have the equivalent of like a. You know, hopelessly devoted to you for yeah, punk totally, man, yeah. five or something. Yeah, like that. you know, I think there is that. You know, Spotify has a does a good job with like new punk tracks and you know, punk unleashed and things like that. But I feel like everyone doesn't really. Uh, I, everyone's habits are really weird. Like I, I ask that question to a lot of people actually. Like, hey, what do you when you first go on your Spotify? Like, what do you do? Do you browse? Like, what do you do? Like, yeah. do you just go to your library? Like, what do most people do? Yeah, because I, I ask that question to a lot of people, and I feel like a lot of people don't really know how to navigate through Spotify yet. Sure. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, for me, like, um, I'll go on there and I'll find uh, a few bands that I like and every once in a while I'll turn on the radio, but like, dude, I'm 34, I know mm. so many bands and I have like so many things, it's so easy to right. just just be like, I feel like listening to this album. Like, it's, right. it's hard to want to find new music, but when you do find it, it makes you want to find it oh, even totally, yeah. more. Like, and that's, find, that's, that's why I think they actually, the, um, um, like the uh, recommendations on like when you, you know, that's when you get done with the record and like what pops on the after mm-hmm. or the release radar is actually so more important than yeah. actual um, you know like a playlist or whatever because like yeah. that that is actually that's direct like, that starts playing no matter what like right after uh, uh, yeah. a record's done so and so I like that on Spotify it has like the related artists or, mm-hmm. or similar totally, yeah. artists but like I don't know if they really do a good job of that. Like, you yeah. know, I well, feel it's, like most of it is based on actually your, um, the band's habits also. Yeah. Um, like you're going to get compared, you're going to get, um, recommended if you've played with that band before, uh-huh. like, you know, 
Auto Robots playing a show with Smokey yeah. Popes coming up. Obviously, there's a comparison to sound because of they sound like Smokey Popes, right. but they've played a show with them. So I think the algorithms kind of work where, like, if you played a show with them or if you toured with them or if you've, you know, if you've been on whatever. I you feel know. like that's cool in some ways, but in other ways, it'd be awesome. Like, I don't know if on Spotify, when you pull up, I don't know, just because we were talking about it earlier, say something like Alkaline True, you can mm-hmm. find new similar artists and, you know, end up bowing. I don't, up think, the I don't think, I don't think, I don't think that's how it is. That's unfortunately, I don't think that's the way awesome it is. Yeah. If it, it was it'd be great if it was. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, you know, but, maybe the radio does that a little bit more. I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to think of like the bands that I've come across and I'm trying to think like, uh, there's a band uh, Joyce Manor that came mm-hmm. out a few years back and um, it's one of the more recent bands that I like fell in love with as an mm-hmm. adult um, and it came up on on uh, Spotify radio somehow and then there's Pears and like I don't know how the hell I came across Pears but <laughs> yeah. one day one of their songs came on I'm like who the hell is this and mm-hmm. I played their album and it just became a favorite I talk about them like incessantly I feel like I gotta shut up about it but <laughs> nice. like, they're, they're just so good yeah I, Pears is great yeah I mean oh yeah you guys uh, High played the with high, them, yeah exactly yeah, High is high good friends with that uh, with the guys in Pin Pairs. They, I, I'm like from NOLA. In my opinion, they're fucking way better than NOLA. It's no effects as music and they just yeah. do it a hundred times, times better. better. But they're so tiny. I'm like, why? I don't know. It's Anyways. like they grew up on no effects songs but perfected it. Uh, exactly. You know? You're like, we're going to do this, you know, twice as better. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, <clears throat> So yeah, I don't know. I feel like those algorithms could be better because it gets yeah. me kind of locked in. But um, I, I just looked at the time. We're at like 41 minutes and AP's probably going to murder me because I always give a shit about how long interviews get. Um, so I'd like to close this up. Um, for people who might be out there like interested in like, God, maybe I should start a record label. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, they're thinking about doing that. Like what's, what's some mistakes that you could tell them to avoid or help them avoid doing, you know, you mentioned one earlier, like you got a 300 or 500 pressing, yeah. you know, your <clears throat> first one, like, what would you just say? Like to somebody like, make sure you don't do this or make sure you do this. Yeah. Um, well, first off, I'd say like, don't go on, don't go into it with high expectations. Uh-huh. You know, cause I, I think I said it like in, in a print in a print interview before, like you're going to, if you go into this with thinking like, I'm going to, it's going to blow up and you're going to, it's going to take off no. and you're going to sell, you know, but just it sounds know, like you got to like find a band that you like and they don't have an album and be like, you know what? These guys are yeah, fucking cool. Take, like, it, take it step by step. You know, you're going to, you're going to put out a record and you're no, essentially an investor, right? At, at the start, yes. Okay. And, yeah, in, in a lot of ways you are. You're, yeah. you're just like, you're I'm going to in this band. You're, you're, putting, you're putting your faith in a band that you believe in. Yeah. You know, and every time that I put my stamp of approval on the wiretap uh-huh. seal on, on a, a, a release, I'm putting my faith in that. Yeah. That, people are, are going to relate to that record and actually yeah. going to enjoy the record. So you're, you're rolling the dice on every, every release, you know? Yeah. Um, but know that you're going to put a record out and no one's going to give a crap. <laughs> you know, you're going to post and you're going to get four likes. Yeah. You're going to, you know, you're going to, you know, go see them at, at a show and there's going to be two people there, Yeah. you know, and you're going to get discouraged. And if you just kind of push through that, man, like you're, you'll be all right. You know, but I mean, like you have to, you have to be, the minute you're not having fun with it, yeah. then why are you doing it? Yeah. You know, so I've been fortunate that all the things that have, have, have happened, I've gone to a show and there's been four people there. I'd yeah. be like, why did I just press 300 of these records? Yeah. You know, um, but... How much money do you think it takes to kind of get off the ground at least a little bit? I mean, you had to have enough money to like help a band get recorded, which and mixed, which at least has to be like, you know, you did a split. What was it? Five songs, four songs? Right. Um, like, so that alone was probably like two or three grand, right? Um, I think every, honestly, man, like everything is, everything is, you know, like I think what, what you're comfortable doing yeah. is, is how you start. Uh-huh. You know, if you have 
two grand uh-huh. and you want to split costs with the band, then do that. You know, whatever's going to get you, you know, I think the most important part actually is creating a brand for, and I keep saying the brand because I come from marketing, a marketing background. Yeah. You have to brand the label as yeah. just as much as a band needs to brand their, 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 the brand of their, of their band. Sure. Um, you need to create an audience first, yeah. you know, like you can press as many records as you want. If no one's, no one's, no one's, you know, paying attention, then what's the point? Yeah. You're, make, you're making friends for you, the band and for yourself, basically. How do you, how do you do that? How do you make an audience? Is it just like following people and tagging them or follow like... You know, I've, I've tried as much to kind of make it organically uh, yeah. and, you know, that's why it's taken five years to yeah. kind of create, but I mean, like, so you, you just know, network, you just go yeah, to shows, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think by, you know, the combination of different things that we've done, like with the compilations and, you know, just consistently putting out records and, um, our bands touring together and, you know, being on the road and, you know, bringing on press now. And, yeah. you know, I think it's all kind of can hit in stride now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I, there's no model for it. There's, yeah. I wish it was a science, but I mean, you could go out and buy a bunch of followers, you know, but I mean like, <laughs> well, that's and, not gonna and yeah, and, and even when I've done like paid, paid, paid posts, whatever, uh-huh. like you'll see like the fake, the fake ads, the fake followers come uh-huh. in and you're like, why did I do this? You yeah. Know? Cause like, you know, they're like, I don't know, a 12 year old teenage girl in, right. you know, Arkansas doesn't like, <laughs> you know, the bands that we that we right. that we are releasing, you know. Right. So, um, yeah, you know, um, I'm not. Yeah. So to, to kind of answer your question, like, if someone's considering starting a label, just like do it because initially because you you are gonna have fun doing it. Yeah. You know, just like you start a band, like do it because you're not you don't have right. hopes of actually like being playing the forum. You know, right. is that a good goal? Sure. You know, but I mean, right. like, do it because you want to have. Small, small goals. Yeah, you know. I mean, and that's how it starts for yep. for me and all my bands. It's like let's just fucking jam. Like, like I haven't played music yeah. in a while. Like, yeah. let's get together. I think and, if you have small goals, you, and once you achieve that one, all right, cool, that was cool. We sold out our local, our local, whatever, our local club. Yeah. Hey, let's put out a record and hopefully sell sell those out. You yeah. know, then great. All right, cool. Let's go on a tour. Cool. Let's we did a tour. We came back. We came back broke. Yeah. Let's let's next time let's try to make a little bit of money. You know, yeah. like it's it's small it's small goals. It's the same thing with the label. It's like, you know, we. You know, first year was rough. You know, yeah. we put out a few records and you know barely made any money, and yeah. we lost money, of course. You know, yeah. But every 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 step along the way is like having a band play punk rock bowling, having a band play fest, yeah. Having a band play, you know, um, be on the radio. We yeah. were lucky to have some bands, you know, have that have, that have been on on actual national radio or yeah. you know radio in general. Um, you know, we've had bands on, you know. You know, we had radio state on on Forbes. Yeah. You know, a few weeks ago, it's like That's things awesome. like that. It's every everything is a, is is one more step of like, all right, this is cool. Yeah, this and a lot of your bands, like really you said, are getting on the new top one hundred. Totally, new yeah, tracks. exactly. When, um, when the first the first band that actually got a, an official Spotify playlist, I was stoked, man. I was yeah. like, hell yeah, That's awesome. And, and now you have like two on there currently. I, if I'm oh not yeah, mistaken. I think I think over the past year we've had Divided Heaven has got um, a song on there. We've had. Um, Burn tapes, so obviously, um, Lost Society has gone track yeah. on there. Uh, Odd Robot, yeah. Um, Radar State, of course, yeah. and Audi Karate. Like, these, everything's been, you know, kind of taken off, and yeah. that's all part of it. And so, like, I think it's kind of hit and stride. But um, when know, that I, happens, do you see like some good hits on your website and stuff from that? Yeah, you know, I think it's like I think it's all related. You yeah, know? I think once press kind of gets out there and. At some point, whoever is at Spotify, a curator, has taken taken note of, of Wiretap and what we're doing. So, yeah. you know, the whole 
uh, playlisting thing is kind of the wild west right now. Yeah, you know, no one knows who the curators <laughs> yeah. are, and when you find one, you hang on to them I, for dear I, life. Yeah, I read an article yeah. that you can actually put in requests now to like get your bands. Yeah. Put in some oh of yeah. These. Yeah. No, there's that. Yeah, you can submit on it actually on through um, um, your artist, artist, Spotify artist, Spotify oh, okay. artist. Um, does it work all the time? No, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like. If you're consistently actually, and, and again, this this goes back to kind of like what maybe a label can offer. Yeah, you know, bringing in PR. Yeah, is something that even if you don't have a label, you should definitely consider. PR is 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 a necessary thing nowadays. Yeah, you know, um, call Mike at Earshot. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like, with you know, it all kind of goes hand in hand. Once we brought in PR. We started seeing more of the actual playlisting kind of happening because, like, the, the, the curators are actually listen, they're listening to the same podcast, the same reading the same websites that you and I do. Yeah, you know, they're just they're just um, these mystery people that yeah. you know somehow curate our playlist, right? <laughs> so I want that job. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, we'll close it up here. Um, do you have a, a band uh, a song that you'd like to play out with from your collection? Uh, yeah. You mean from the, from like that's coming up or it, something that's uh, it's it's up to you. Something I can get a hold of that I can put out there for everyone to, yeah, to yeah. listen to. Uh, since it's coming up, the most recent um, or not recent, but it's coming up. Let's put uh, let's play the new problem daughter song. Awesome. So cool. We'll spin it. All right, bud. Thanks for having me. Man. Thank you.
That was self-amusing smile from Utah's problem daughter. Uh, good pick, Rob from Wiretap. I like uh, I like old Rob. He's a really nice guy, isn't he? Yeah, and good job, Bob from right here. That hey, was a, that on, was a good interview, wasn't it? Come on, forty-five come on, minutes. We're not here to talk about you. Uh, I'm. I don't. I don't want to talk about the link of that interview right now. It's still a sensitive topic. But it was a fun interview. I couldn't help it. Uh, Self-Amusing Smile is from the upcoming album, Grow Up Trash. Uh, That album's going to be out at the end of March. uh, So keep an eye out for that. Um, And they're also going to have an album release show on that day uh, at... The Beehive. Um, Apparently, that's in Salt Lake City. The reason I even uh, wanted to note that is because the address is 666 South State Street in Salt Salt Lake City. So um, that's a pretty awesome address. Yes. Yes, it is. I would definitely never move uh, the Beehive. (laughs) Uh, But at the uh, show, they're going to be playing with TK Vanderbilt, Sun Sleeper, and Wicked Bears, which uh, Rob mentioned. Yeah. When he was talking about Problem yep. Daughter. So, um, yeah. If you're in the area, definitely check that out. Uh, let's do a block of wiretap music, Bob. What I'm do you ex- think? I'm excited. Are you? Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's do it. Get a little tight in the pants, did you? Yeah. Let's kick it across the pond. You like that? Nope. Oh. Uh, from London, uh, this is Burnt Tapes. Don't make me play Bocelli. <laughs>
from the new album that was Regret Punk. That's what they call themselves. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Uh, I well, actually, okay. I think I have heard that. I read an article. I think that uh, I don't even remember what it was, and they uh, mentioned themselves uh, or their music genre as regret punk, which I thought was rather amusing. Uh, that was uh, London, UK's Burnt Tapes with "Don't Make Me Play Bocelli." Bocelli. One of Bob's favorite songs, and he likes saying Bocelli, which he just learned to say before the episode. <laughs> it was great. I had to look up the pronunciation on YouTube, and yeah. it was Bocelli. And, and <laughs> let's hear it for educating yourself. <laughs> Dude, uh, I'm so stoked on that album. I got an early sneak peek of it. Uh, Rob gave me uh, a few vinyls. I bought some vinyls from him. Um, but I ended up uh, getting that vinyl from him, uh, Odd Robot, and uh, one of my top ten of last year, uh, Stringer, their uh-huh. My Bad album. Um, so I was stoked. That's what I listened to all weekend. And holy fuck, the Burnt Tapes album is fantastic. I love it already. Yeah? Yeah. I haven't heard it yet. This is one of those times that you got something oh, that yeah, I don't. It's so Bastard. good. And it's on vinyl, so like, I can't even send you a copy of it. I mean, I could call you nice. and, and play it through the phone Ooh. if you want. No, I don't want that. No. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrible. Uh, uh, I'll call you that later. I uh, <laughs> can't wait. Um, excellent interview, Bob. I'm glad that you finally got around to it. I've, they've, you've asked some questions that I've uh, always wanted to ask about, like... Uh, record labels and their Dude. function and kind of where their responsibilities stop and start and everything. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there were so, thank you. There were so many things that I didn't know and it was really a fun interview that I've been looking forward and, and trying to plan for months, um, you know, and it just didn't line up a few times, but we finally got it. Um, and dude, we talked for like two hours after the interview ended. We could have just kept it going. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there were so many more things that we talked about that I learned. But um, I hope that for any any listeners who are in bands that that was helpful or anybody who's like looking to start a record label because, I, I mean, it seems like it's something that's doable. I mean, save up a little bit of money. And if you have a band that you fucking like, take a chance, man. Like, why not? We should do it, Bob. How fun would that be to... What would our record label name be? Dying Scene Radio. <laughs> There's already one of those. Co-funded by Dave? Problem Daughter. I think uh, Rob mentioned it in the interview. Problem Daughter was actually their, I think their last album, uh, Dying Scene Radio. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we should do our own and make up some bullshit names. That would be awesome. You want to buy the Draining Endorphins album? Mm, no, I already have it. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, your marketing I mean, strategy I mean, sucks, it. dude. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't want to sell it anyways. We want it to be out there for free for everybody. <laughs> of course, that's Sleepy Valley. How about my other band? There you go. <laughs> um, all right, let's move along. Uh, watch this. I'm going to tie this motherfucker in, Bob. You don't even know it's going to blow your mind. Uh, this next song is uh, Ravenite. Uh, and the name of the album that our next track is from is called Wiretaps. Wow. Very Let's see good. What I did there? Very good. The, tr- the track is called For the Warden. Let's hear this motherfucker. Take out by the echoes 
from Austin, Texas. That trio is called Ravenite. The track was called For the Warden. You like that tie-in, don't you? Yeah, I do. And I it wasn't even it. it wasn't even that fucking like I wasn't thinking about it that much. And like I said, all of these songs have been sent in. Like these are just inbox. I'm just going through the stuff that I've kind of flagged. And um, I said, oh fuck, the name of the album is Wiretaps. So this is meant see? to be AP. It is. Some things work in my favor, sir. Some things, very few, but some things. Uh, so let's round this thing out, man. Uh, what are we going to try and do next episode? I know we got a couple things that we're kind of working on together. You better work on that direct hit interview. We'll see what happens. I got to figure out my Friday, man. Talk to talk to Rob. Yeah. Who else is playing that show? Smoking Popes and fucking Rob mentioned one of his bands is on, and I my memory doesn't work because well I was I was drinking so. Way to go. Yeah. Um, try and get that interview. I'm going to work on getting an interview with Reno Divorce. Okay. Uh, who, he, who's here in Denver. Yeah. So I'm kind of confined to that, especially during the winter months <laughs> when things slow down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got some cool shows coming up on the horizon too. So we'll talk about that a little bit next episode. Uh, and we'll see what happens. We'll have something cool for you. If nothing else, we'll just give you our shitty opinions on shit. We'll, we'll right. figure it out. <laughs> All right. Let's close it out, Bobbert. Uh, our buddy Jake from Wolves and Wolves and Wolves and Wolves sent in this next one. He started a side project called Rough Dreams. Uh, this was my favorite song from the EP. I decided just to say fuck it. Pick my favorite one. Uh, name of the track is Her Name Was The Road. Spin it, Bob. Until next time, comrades. Be safe. Adios.
Just make me fucking edit the whole goddamn thing.